the alternatives to college. A conversation about not going to college and how to prepare for a career without paying the price of tuition, fees, and four years of your life. This hour, host Dave Noriega talks about trade schools, entrepreneurship, and how to have an open conversation with your kids about traditional college versus new ways of learning on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Bill Gates, Tiger Woods, even the former Vice President Dick Cheney, college dropouts. One of the richest men in the world, Mark Zuckerberg, college dropout, dropped out of Harvard. And then how about the inventor of the iPhone, Steve Jobs, college dropout, no degree. But there was a campaign from Apple years ago that I will never forget. It was called Think Different. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things, they push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. That was the Think Different campaign from Apple. I want you to think differently, or at least be willing to ask the question, is college still the best path forward? My kids call it dad's war on higher education. I call it return on investment. Is college worth it? Should I stay or should I go? Student loan debt is $1.7 trillion. Wrap your head around that. One with 12 zeros behind it, and then you throw in an additional $700 billion. That's what the debt is, just the debt. That doesn't include all of the money spent outside of the student loans themselves. Now, President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan will wipe away a few hundred billion of that debt. But the real question for today, is college worth it? So I regret going to college. I didn't need to go. That was Connor Boyack, a successful author and powerful lobbyist on Utah's Capitol Hill who graduated from college but wrote a book called Skip College, Launch Your Career Without Debt, Distractions, or a Degree. Uh, this book for me wasn't life-affirming. It was kind of my, my, my life regret of, you know, I was never exposed to this idea that you could just not go, that you could go build a successful career in life without it. So I wrote this because um, I wish that someone had told me at some point during the process, hey, you know, maybe there are alternatives that are going to save you time and money, get you into your career faster, less debt, save more time. I just didn't even know. And so, you know, I write these children's books, these Tuttle Twins uh, kids books on the side. And so now we got millions of kids reading them and I've been thinking about them. They're all growing up and their parents are sending them off to college. Maybe those parents, you know, they went to college. They were told that college was needed. They're transmitting that same message to their kids. It's this cultural reinforcement that this idea is like necessary and valid. 
And so for me, this was just a, an opportunity to raise a little bit of a, a warning sign on that conveyor belt to say, hey, there are actually alternative pathways to success. Over the next hour, this special might sound a little one-sided, and it will be. We've been told our entire lives to go to college. I'm going to take one hour and explore the what if we didn't go to college. Don't expect me to champion a career as an electrician or a plumber or specialize in injection molding of thermoplastic polymers. I'm not going to do that. What I'm asking you to do is ask the same question I am. Why are you going to college in the first place? Isaac Morehouse is the founder of Praxis, which is kind of a career boot camp of sorts. He's also a contributor to this book, Skip College. Why are you going to college in the first place? And, and that sounds like, oh, well, you know, whatever. What's such a big deal about that question? But it's incredible. Nobody asks it. Nobody asks it. It's just taken for granted. Well, you have to. I mean, that's what I was told when I was young. Well, like, you have to go to college. Very few people have a concrete goal that absolutely requires a degree. Very, very few. And even those that think they want to be a lawyer or a doctor, they often don't yet know enough about that to know for sure if it's true. And what happens when they go the college route, they find out too late. I mean, if I had a, if I had a dollar for every time I met a lawyer that says, I wish I wasn't a lawyer, but it's the, I have to. It's the only way. It's the only job that will pay me enough to pay back my law school loans. Morehouse says the burden of proof needs to change. Colleges should have to sell you on why you should go to college, not the other way around. So that that's where I think just flipping that burden of proof, that's where it gets really interesting. And that's why that's the ethos. Like if you start from the assumption, skip college unless you can justify going. Now we have an interesting conversation. And you would think with something that's going to take on average five years, the average four-year four year degree graduate takes, I think, five and a half years now average debt of $37,000, you would think that people would ask the question, why am I doing this? Is this worth it? But they don't. They only ask that question of people who aren't going to college. Why aren't you going to college? You must justify yourself to me. And just flipping that burden of proof, I think is where to start. Like college better prove itself worthy. Carrie McDonald is a senior education fellow at the Foundation for Economic Education. Big companies, she says, are changing their four-year degree requirements. And then you see major corporations, including I mean, some of the major tech companies, um, you know, IBM and Apple and Tesla saying that they don't require college degrees. Even Elon Musk saying he doesn't care if you have a high school diploma, if you have the coding skills necessary to work and be successful in his company. You see um, some public accounting firms doing the same thing. So there's been, a, I think, a, a greater acceptance to alternative pathways into adulthood and into the workforce. Now, one thing that a college degree does offer is a signal. That's kind of a word you'll hear throughout this show is a signal. It tells prospective employers that, well, at least you are smart enough and disciplined enough to battle through four years, five years, six years of college. Up next, if you decide not to go to college, how you can signal without a degree. Dave Noriega is one half of Dave and Dujanovic. Hear their timely and relatable takes on the news Monday from 9 till noon on KSL News Radio. It was a running joke on The Office. You remember Andy Bernard, the Nard Dog, went to college, but not just any college. I went to Cornell 
You ever heard of it? <laughs> I graduated in four years. I never studied once. I was drunk the whole time, and I sang in the a cappella group, Here Comes Treble. Now, uh, why did Andy Bernard always brag about going to Cornell? It was a signal. It was a signal about how smart he was. The University of Washington found 53% of college graduates are unemployed or working in a job that doesn't require a bachelor's degree. And even if you do graduate from college, it'll take an additional three to six months to even find a job on average. In today's world, every square inch of knowledge is at your googly fingertips. It reminds me of this classic scene from the film Goodwill Hunting. You dropped 150 grand on an education you could have got for a dollar fifty in late charges at the public library. <laughs> yeah, but I will have a degree, and you'll be serving my kids fries at a drive-through on our way to a skiing trip. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, but at least I won't be unoriginal. So. Do you have to go to Cornell? Do you have to go to college? Do you have to get a degree? And if you do get a degree, where do you stop? Do you stop at a bachelor's degree, your master's, your Ph.D.? The hope is that this degree is going to lead to greener pastures, that you're going to be able to get a better job because of all of this education. The college promise is that we'll give you such an exceptional education that high-paying jobs are just going to be at your fingertips as soon as you graduate. There's one thing that people are buying when they go to college, and it is a signal. Now, the, the dominant belief has been it's a signal to employers that you're worth hiring. And if you don't have that signal, they won't hire you. And that people think that because often employers will say that they'll put on their job listing degree required. They'll also say three years of experience required for an entry level role. They'll also say a bunch of stuff that they're, they think is a useful proxy for who will make a good employee, but they don't really know what has happened though. In the real world is employers, they don't care what signal it is. They just need some kind of signal of your competency. And what we found is we can take kids who are 18 years old, 19, 20, for a job that says, and I've, I've done this hundreds of times, a job that says degree and two to three years experience required, they have neither of those. They send a five minute or one minute video pitch. Hey, I'm really excited about this role. Uh, here's a little bit about me. I love your company. I listened to you on a podcast and it got me really excited. I've attached an example landing page that I built for you. That takes maybe anywhere from a couple hours to maybe a month if you need to really you know, learn a bunch of stuff and whatever. That gets an 80% response rate and a 30% interview rate. That's Isaac Morehouse. He runs a company called Praxis. And uh, what they do is they essentially place kids into the workforce um, through apprenticeships. Carrie McDonald is an author of a book called Unschooled, Raising Curious, Well-Educated Children Outside the Conventional Classroom. McDonald says a degree is supposed to signal how much you've learned. But in reality, self-education is far more important and meaningful in a way to gather knowledge. When the alternative is sitting in an overcrowded lecture hall, furiously scribbling away at your notes. Today, where we have 
uh, you know, so many abundant resources around us, many of which are free or low cost through online learning and various uh, platforms and portals. The process of self-education has never been easier um, or, or more robust, you know, we're able to really learn anything that we want, um, knowledge that in the past may have only been available to us in a classroom with a particular teacher who had that knowledge, who had those books. Now that's all around us uh, and really at our fingertip. Self-education. Remember that Goodwill hunting clip? You dropped 150 grand on an education you could have got for a dollar fifty in late charges at the public library. <laughs> A buck fifty in late charges or a hundred and fifty thousand dollar education. Let's go back to Isaac Morehouse. Again, concerned about the constant signaling. And he has a little warning for parents. You're at a neighborhood barbecue and somebody says, Oh, how's Johnny doing? And and the neighbor says, Oh, he's great. He just started going to Florida State University. Now what's everyone gonna immediately feel? Wow, good for him. That's exciting. Good and as a parent, you're going to interpret that as they approve of me as a parent. I, I, whatever I did, I did something well enough to get my kid to go to school. And they don't ask. They don't care. Johnny could be utterly depressed. He could be an alcoholic. He could be totally aimless. He could be getting himself into financial ruin. And he could move home four years later and sleep in the basement and not get a job for three years, which is very common. No one will judge you for those things. They will praise you for having him go to college. Connor Boyack is the author of Skip College. I came across this book uh, a few months ago. He says that the degree model is outdated. Decades ago, degrees were important for employers to sift out candidates, right? This guy, you know, he can follow rules. He can do a really good job. He's, he's motivated. He's stuck with this for four years. He stands out from an applicant over here who, eh, he didn't go to college. I don't know if this guy would be any good. But now that the government has been pushing everyone to get a degree and subsidizing that decision, when everyone has a college degree, it is no longer a signal of competence. It's no longer a way to sift between applicant A and applicant B. So sure, I employ a lot of people. They come to me and they say, I have a college degree. I say, I don't care. Can you do the work? Can he not do the work? I need to know if I hire you, are you going to be great? So the college degree is just a very expensive uh, signal that doesn't really convey much anymore. Up next, don't I need a degree to get a good job? Forbes just came out with the average earnings for each degree from high school, bachelor to master's. The alternatives to college. A conversation about not going to college and how to prepare for a career without paying the price of tuition, fees, and four years of your life. This hour, host Dave Noriega talks about trade schools, entrepreneurship, and how to have an open conversation with your kids about traditional college versus new ways of learning on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Should you go to college or look for an alternative? Now, not going to college or even dropping out of college is not the career death sentence that we might think it is. Now, full disclosure, this this may be me just trying to affirm my life choices because when I was going to college, and this was a while back, it took me three years to get my two-year degree. Then I got my first job in television. Once I did that, I was out. Time for me. That's right. Me, Dave Noriega, totally a college dropout. Uh, and I haven't looked back. 
And the reason I dropped out and haven't looked back is because I always knew what I wanted to do. I was 15 years old when I knew I wanted to work at KSL. That's because I took a tour with our scout troop. Keith McCord and his glorious mustache was our guide. And at that moment, I knew I wanted to be a sportscaster because I asked Keith, uh, do you have to go to a lot of college? That's how I said it. Do you have to go to a lot of college to be a sportscaster? And he said, no, what are they going to tell you about sports in college? Now, despite Keith's advice, I still went to college. And then about 10 years later, after I had already dropped out, I found myself here working at KSL. I worked in sports for about 13 years. I've worked in radio for the past seven or eight. But I'm still a little embarrassed when people ask me what degree I got. I just kind of brush past their question because I think there is a social pressure. I think people are looking at me as a dropout. How smart can I be? Now, I've made peace with it over the years, but those are some of the feelings that I've struggled with. One of the big questions I think people are asking, and whenever we start considering not going to college, the question is, well, how are you going to get a good job, a well-paying job? Forbes recently broke it down like this. They broke it down to your average yearly earnings in your late 20s and 30s. If you have a high school degree, you can expect to make about $36,000 on average. If you have a bachelor's degree, you're making $23,000 more on average. You're up at around $59,000 a year. A master's degree brings in $69,000 a year. Connor Boyack wrote a book that caught my attention. It's called Skip College. And I asked him about the huge pay disparity between high school diplomas and master's degrees. I think it's very true that more education leads to higher earnings and higher success. The problem is that uh, attending college is no guarantee of education. There are plenty of people who obtain the degree who do very poorly. And I think another problem is the sample size. When we look at polls like that, the vast majority of people still go to college. And so then, you know, the majority of those go earn more money than the minority of people who aren't going to college. But those trends are shifting. You take that same poll, you know, 10, 20, 30 years in the future, we're going to see entirely different trends. The point is for the individual who is concerned about this, it's to validate for them that sure, those aggregate trends may be true. And in, but the reality is education can be obtained all over the place. It can be obtained for free. It can be obtained online. So you can obtain the same education and thus acquire higher earnings without necessarily having to secure that. Dipl it's not the diploma itself that is leading to higher earnings. It's the education and the ability to perform for your employer and move up the ranks and show I'm a competent person. I can do the job. Give me more responsibility. That education can be obtained now far more cheaply or for free. And that's the message we're trying to send to kids. So let's break down some of the numbers. The natural question is which careers pay best or which degrees pay best. Fortune says the top paying degree of 2022 is computer engineering. The average salary is $74,000 a year. The lowest paying degree usually falls in the family and computer sciences. Uh, that is about $32,000 a year. Now, a union electrician here in Utah can make around $70,000. A beginner with less than two years of experience, an electrician, can make about $44,000 a year in Utah. But instead of ping-ponging back and forth on which degree matches up with which trade, I want to focus on 
the skills and traits that employers in today's market, what are they looking for? Carrie McDonald is a senior economic fellow at the Foundation for Economic Education. Employers today are really looking for people who have kind of creativity, curiosity, imagination, a drive for learning. And, you know, as we increasingly coexist with robots and artificial intelligence, uh, it's really thinking more about what are the qualities that make us human, that distinguish us from artificial intelligence and uh, machines. And it's, again, things like creativity and curiosity and this drive for learning and discovery. And so I think, again, the people who are who are forging a different path, who are either delaying or choosing not to go to college at all are people who are really thinking about, you know, what do they want to be in life? They're being creative. They're being entrepreneurial. They're, uh, they're, they're focused on self-education. And again, those are the, the key qualities that are appealing, I think, to today's employers. Isaac Morehouse uh, is an entrepreneur, started a company called Praxis. And they focus on training young people, 18, 19, 20 years old, and getting them ready for apprenticeships rather than going to college. You know, this is one thing that I've seen over over a decade now of working with young people. Um, you know, my my first company, Praxis, which helps people, uh, it's a boot camp that helps, you know, train people and place them in apprenticeships instead of college. We have kids coming in, sometimes even 17, 18, 19, 20. They do a six-month boot camp. They do a six-month apprenticeship at a, at a startup uh, tech company. Doing things like sales, marketing, you know, operations, design. Um, at the end of the program, ninety-six percent of them get a full-time job offer at an average pay of about fifty-five thousand dollars a year. And these are kids who are nineteen, twenty, no previous experience, no degree. What happens in two, three, four, five years? Their twenty-four-year-old peers are just coming out of college, hitting the job market, thinking that they are worthy of employment, and they're not. They haven't learned anything that makes them valuable as an employee at all. They have a degree in marketing and they start sending out resumes. And these kids that have gone through our program, they're now 24. They're that they're the head of their department and they're hiring and they're making $150,000 a year and they're hiring and they're rejecting their friends from high school who went to college for four years and went into debt. I'm, I'm not making this up. This happens a lot. This is a true. And so you think about what happened. They have earned over the course of that four years a couple hundred thousand dollars at least usually not to mention three, four years of experience. Usually they're on their second job. They've moved up either at the same company or another company. And these kids coming out have nothing to show, but four to five years spent mostly getting drunk and trying to avoid going to class. Or if they went to class, they learned about things that are utterly irrelevant to what they're, they're going to end up doing usually not even in the same field, but if they are in the same field, let's say you you really do want to go into marketing, you have a marketing class, you're learning things from people who haven't been out in the market in decades and from textbooks 20 years behind. They don't know any of the stuff that's relevant today. He calls that the opportunity cost. Not only are you spending money on tuition and taking out student loans and getting into debt, but the opportunity cost is if you had jumped into a, a full-time job or a career at 18 or 19 uh, years of age, then you have three or four years of a jump start on the competition. You're already in the market. And by the end of what would be the, the regular graduating age, then you have that big jump start. 
Let's go back to Kerry McDonald, who talks about the role of entrepreneurship in the labor market. What are some of the goals that people might have in life? And certainly entrepreneurship is a key pathway to success that very often doesn't require a college degree. And you might be better off uh, kind of hanging up your shingle if you're not saddled with a lot of uh, student loans and, and various other debt from college attendance. There is a little bit of this struggle where do you really want to follow your passion You know, because we've been told that for so long and sometimes we end up in degrees or in fields that really aren't profitable, that don't really pay much. uh, Or do you want to grind it out as a plumber? You know, it's a little bit of this struggle. And I thought this story specifically kind of spoke to this of like, well, maybe your passion can be profitable. Right. You're you're talking about the story of Karen Leong, who uh, is a celebrated baker, prize-winning baker. Uh, She grew up as an unschooler, kind of developing her passion for baking, obviously also developing a lot of academic and intellectual skills as well, and and thought that she would head on to college, but her business was taking off. She had these incredible, uh, this incredible profitable business, lots of orders. She was getting recognition around the world for her cake designs. And so she decided to put college off, you know, and, and, and focus on her business and see how far that could take her. And that doesn't mean that at some point it might not make sense for someone, you know, to go to college. I mean, maybe they'll, their career path will change. They want to become a doctor or a lawyer or something where you do, you know, specifically need to have a, a certain degree. But it's not something you necessarily have to do at 18, uh, particularly if you're already kind of building a pathway of success and you're already uh, earning a living and having uh, a lot of fulfillment in that particular pursuit. So let's say you don't go to college, you don't have that degree, you don't have that signal to employers uh, that you've been to college, that you've been educated. What do you do? What's the next step? McDonald says, build your brand. Uh, so the key for people who are choosing alternatives to college and different pathways to adulthood is to build up their own sort of credentialing system, right? So thinking about what are the skills that are valuable to work to the workforce. It could be developing technology skills and coding skills. Uh, it could be, you know, taking classes in public speaking and good communication skills. And so, so there is this process of self-education, again, of self-improvement, of, of kind of working on the skills that are necessary to signal your value to potential employers. You're only as interesting as the last interesting, tangible thing you've done. Can you explain that? Once you have a degree on there, then anything you achieved prior to that, like a high school diploma, or let's say you have a bachelor's. I had a bachelor's. I had an associate's. No one cares about the associate's if you have a bachelor's, right? Because they just assume, like, no one's going to ask about your high school grades if you graduated from college, right? They're like, okay, whatever. That's in the past. The most recent, most interesting thing. Once you're on the job market, you have that first job. How do you get your second job? You get your second job based on how you did on your first job. No one cares what you did in college, right? So they care about the most recent, most interesting thing that you've done that's relevant to, to the job. And when you, and, and if a degree is the most interesting thing about you, you're kind of screwed on the job market. 
And so for the 18, 19, 20-year-old out there, the question is, how can you signal your competence? Can you build a portfolio? Can you go start a side hustle? Can you develop a clientele? Can you demonstrate to your future employer or build your own business to say, I know how to do the work? And increasingly, a college degree is no longer a signal of that competence. All it shows is that I can follow orders for four years. I sat at a desk. I jumped through hoops. Yay, look at me. Hire me. Employers are increasingly abandoning the college degree requirement because that's not really an ideal. I want to hire people who are creative thinkers, who are out, you know, out of the box thinkers, who maybe even are kind of rule breakers. They're not just going to sit there and be told what to do. They're going to like think creatively and say, let's do something different. And to me, the the candidates who don't go to college and yet who nevertheless have been able to develop a portfolio or who can demonstrate that they have learned despite not going to college – to me, those are the more interesting candidates in a lot of cases because they've had to scratch and claw their way to build up that competence and to signal to me that, hey, I know what to do. Hire me. Whereas if some kid comes uh, to apply for a job and says, here's my degree, I just graduated or here's my resume, I just graduated, I have a degree now, I say, okay, big whoop, but can you actually do the job? I want a signal as an employer. A college degree is no longer a signal. Up next, when does it make sense to go to college? From the people that have been saying, skip college. Dave Noriega is one half of Dave and Dujanovic. Hear their timely and relatable takes on the news, Monday from 9 till noon on KSL News Radio. Now, in all honesty, I'm not trying to just bash on higher education. I think a lot of kids have had very positive experiences. I have no question that there's value to education. What I want to do is think differently and make sure if you do decide to go to school that it's not the default setting, that it's a very conscious decision. It's a purposeful decision. So I wanted to find out from the Skip College crew of McDonald, Boyack, and Morehouse, and yeah, that totally sounds like a law firm. I wanted to ask them, when does it make sense to go to college? I think it certainly makes sense to go when you're required to just as a, a gatekeeping hurdle for your chosen profession. If you're going to be a doctor and that's just what the profession has decided, I hope that changes in the future. I think it will. But for a long time until it changes, you, you just have to do it. You have to kiss the ring. But again, like there are strategic ways to like do it more quickly, more affordably to go get your biology degree to then go to med school and do that. Really, this book, despite being provocatively titled, is not advocating that everyone skip college. It's just that we need to be far more intentional about it. So there are some careers where I think you just got to do it. I think there are some opportunities for networking that are fantastic in the social environment of a school. But, you know, audit a few classes and join clubs. Don't go with the intent to sit there for four years to get the degree. My grandparents would go to college, right? They would go audit classes and they loved it and they love interacting with people. So there's a lot of benefits to going to school. I think we just need to disconnect that from the premise that the degree is somehow this valuable thing. On the flip side, though, a lot of uh, large companies in particular often have human resources software programs that will kind of um, direct people into a certain pile in terms of, you know, a possible employee versus a, a not, you know, someone who's not going to be a good fit, just based simply on, okay, did they go to college or not? And so often it, it could prevent you, I suppose, from getting in the door of certain large companies that have, um, you know, these sort of general uh, screening processes when applicants come in. And so I think, again, the key there is to build relationships with potential employers to do, you know, a really 
really good job of networking and in, in your community and finding mentors and people who are interested in the same things you're interested in, uh, who can kind of help you along the way so that you're not necessarily submitting an application through a general screening system, but that you've really built up relationships with people in that field or potentially even with that employer. Uh, and then once you get through the door, you're more likely to be able to show that you have a whole set of qualities and characteristics and skills that will actually be uh, a better fit for that employer than just having that piece of paper. So how can I figure out if college is right for me? This is where young people will get stressed out because I'll say this and they'll think, okay, so I have to know exactly what I want to do. And if I know, then I can ask the question whether college will help me get there. That to me is too stressful and unrealistic. You're not going to be able to know what you want to do with your life. What what you're going to be doing in 10 years probably doesn't exist yet. But what you can do is try to figure out what are things that I don't hate, that I'm not terrible at, and that other people value. Find that intersection. Things I don't hate, things I'm not terrible at, and things that other people value. And anything that fits those, try it out. Test it. And you'll learn very quickly. Oh, actually, I don't like this. Okay, remove that one from the list. Oh, hey, everybody says this is hard. It comes kind of easy to me. Interesting. Let's go. Let's keep going. And that's how you're going to narrow in and figure out what you want to do. But like going and like picking a major, like picking a thing that you're going to be an expert in and then like studying it just in case, learning a bunch of stuff that may come in handy later. That's not how the world works. Another piece of advice from Isaac Morehouse is if you do decide to go to college, pay attention to the labs, the hands on the practical things that you can learn because that hands-on experience is often what colleges lack and they don't give to you. So if you have a college lab somewhere where you can get that hands-on experience, that will be extremely beneficial. Here's a great example of how frustrating college can be when you're just sitting behind a desk listening to the lecturer. I mean, imagine if we taught bike riding the way that we teach careers. You would have kids spend 20 years sitting in classrooms learning how to color in pictures of bikes, how to label the bike parts, learning about the ecosystem where the rubber was made for the tires. They would be taught by people who had never ridden bikes and actually hated them for 20 years. And then, and they'd never, they'd never be allowed to, to touch one or ride one. Oh my gosh, goodness no. They'd be taught about them. Then at the end of that 20 years, they'd be given a bike and dropped off in the middle of the highway. Say, congratulations now, go ride. That's kind of how we teach careers. You learn about all this stuff in the abstract, mostly from people who've never been a part of the, the market, many of them who hate the market. And then you're told, okay, now go get a job. Like, how is that supposed to work? You got to get out there and, and do these. I mean, this again, this is where the apprenticeship concept comes in. And people hear apprenticeship and they're like, oh yeah, well, if you want to be like a plumber or like a tradesperson, apprenticeship. No, this is how you learn everything. A big thank you to Connor Boyack, Kerry McDonald, and Isaac Morehouse for joining me in this discussion. I hope I didn't uh, get you into a big fight with your kids on whether or not they should go to college. I just wanted to have a conversation and examine, is this the way of the future? Is it college or bust? I'm Dave Noriega, host of the Dave and Dujanovic Show. Thanks for joining me.